What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Gabriella Stella over Zoom video. Gabriella was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. She got introduced to music through her dad, who played drums in a British invasion band. But what really sealed the deal for her was watching Hannah Montana. She was a huge fan of, of that show. And seeing Miley Cyrus, she really wanted to pursue music. And that was like at seven. She had a funny story about her performance, her first performance at a talent show and how she was terrified to even sing in front of her mom. So there's a video of her mom kind of talking to her grandma while she's filming her come out and she ended up doing a great job. So that's a pretty good story she talks about. She tells us about releasing music on her 21st birthday, which was weeks prior to the pandemic. Her first song ever, she put it out on her 21st birthday, but she's released three since then. Her most recent being a song called Paranoid, and we talk all about that as well. You can watch the interview with Gabriella on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on either Apple or Spotify, that'd be awesome if you could leave us a five-star review and follow us there as well. We'd really, really appreciate that. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Gabriella Stella. Um, this is about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. Um, originally from Texas, is that what I read? I am, yeah. So I am from Dallas, Texas. Um, I've lived here pretty much my whole life. Um, it's kind of funny because I think a lot of people when they're like, oh, like tell me about your music, they just automatically assume that it's country. Um, oh, but I'm like, no, you're from Texas. Yeah, so like, oh, you're writing like Carrie Underwood. I'm like, no, not really. Mine's like sad, depressing, Billie Eilish, like music. <laughs> uh-huh. Completely the opposite. A little bit different. Um, whereabouts <laughs> in Texas area I, or Dallas? I just have family there. So I'm curious. Yeah, no, I live in actually McKinney. So it's like 45 minutes away from Dallas area. Okay. There's like McKinney, Frisco, Allen, Melissa. It's like. I don't know, Farmville, people say. <laughs> okay. And my family is in Plano, Texas. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Is I that know where close it is. to you? It actually is. It's like 15 minutes away. Oh, wow. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I've only been there. And I went to downtown Dallas a few times. But other than that, and again, I have no concept of any like range. <laughs> I remember it took like 45 minutes to get to downtown Dallas. like so spread out. I don't think people realize that when they're like, Hey, you know, like, I would love to do a shoot with you. Like, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm from this part. And they're like, oh, okay, that shouldn't be that bad. And I'm like, that's like an hour and a half away from it. Like, <laughs> Fort Worth is like, I think. Massive, hour- right? Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth is huge. And it's like, I think like an hour, hour 30 sometimes, depending wow. on traffic. So I'm like, yeah, it's a little far, but yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> right on. That, okay, so you you've been there your whole life how'd you get into music um so my dad's actually in a british invasion band he plays drums really yes so i grew up with like the who the beatles literally anything rock and then he kind of started changing to like british invasion uh and is he like a a cover band like a british invasion cover band or what oh okay so it's called the blokes um i like that name that's a good one (laughs) <laughs> I always just like grew up around music and 
it was funny what, how I got started in music is I watched Hannah Montana mm-hmm. and I, I don't know what in my seven year old brain made me think like, okay, this is like, this is my time. Like, this is how I'm going to like get famous, like, or not even famous, but this is how people are going to know my music. And I turned to my mom. I was like, that's going to be me. Like, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to do concerts by night. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm like seven years old, but I started just signing up for every talent show, every talent show, any little neighborhood thing that I could get to. I just loved music and like, everyone's like, Oh my God, you're going to be famous. And for me, I didn't care about that. I just cared about the music. I was like, Mm -hmm. I I just want to sing and perform. And, uh, I just loved music. And, you know, it's funny. My dad was like, oh, like, I thought you were going to be like a rock singer. And I definitely have like a little bit of grit to my voice, like from Mm -hmm. that. But it's definitely more pop for sure. So uh, when when you were younger, I'm curious real quick on your dad playing music and being a drummer. Um, Did you ever go see him play? Like, would you go to his shows when you were younger? I actually did. But it was funny because like he performs in bars. So I was Uh, very young. So I would get get in. Yes. Like 12 year olds trying to be like, hey, that's my dad. They're like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I should let this 12 year old in here. Right. There were like ones around the neighborhood that I would see him or he would like film videos or uh, he performed at church a lot. So I'd watch him perform at church a little bit different than the playing. Like he would do at bars, obviously. It was mm-hmm. like completely opposite. Right. Um, but if not, he would play a little show for me before he left for his gig. So that way I would feel like I was going. So, yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. And yeah. for you singing, I mean, watching Hannah Montana at seven, like, were you singing prior to that? Like, did you take piano lessons or was it like because of that show you're like, I can sing and I'm going to do this as well? Yeah, no, honestly, I think it was because of that show, because it's funny. My mom was like putting me in sports and putting me in cheerleading or whatever, like, you know, younger, trying to like figure out what right, is she what like. What you're interested in, right. Uh, super uncoordinated. Like that was, it was so bad. Like my mom was like, uh, I don't know what she's going to be good at. Like, cause it literally, it was so bad. Um, I was very clumsy when I played soccer, I would like pick up the little dandelions, go give it to the other team and be like, you're going good. You're doing good. <laughs> and they're like, Gabby, that's your enemy. And I'm like, but they're doing good. They're winning. Right, and they're like, right. yeah, we, we should be winning. That, that's, <laughs> that's what's kind of happening. And uh, like I said, I was watching that show and I was in second grade and they, they like had a cutoff where second graders could try out for the talent show. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Second grade so, Yes, second grade. Okay, got it. I talked to my music teacher, Miss Whaley, which it's so crazy because you still think about these people. Like she was so significant in like helping me and making me feel confident and making me feel like I could do it. And you were in music class real quick. Sorry. You were in a music class in second grade. Was it like part of the, what'd you play or was it just kind of like a chorus type thing? Uh, But I will say I definitely like would go there after school and she would just be like, okay, let's work on this. Or like, let's talk about this. Or what do you want to do in class? Like I kind of would be like, okay, let's like do this now. Like, let's see mm-hmm. if we can work on this. So I was always spending time there. Like regardless if it was like a part of the curriculum, I loved it. Like okay. I just wanted to spend as many hours as I could there. Was it like a, more of a chorus or were there people playing the instru- instruments as well? 
No, we would have like, I remember fourth grade is when they like started letting us play instruments. So they got like recorders or ah, okay. bongo drums or stuff like that. But I definitely was like trying to like convince her like, okay, what if we did like piano or what if my dad came in, like played his <laughs> drums and she's like, I mean, I can see, she's like, I can see if I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I talked to her and I was like, hey, I, I really want to do this talent show. And she was like, okay, uh, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to sing. And she had heard me like briefly, um, mm-hmm. but she knew I was very uncomfortable singing in front of one. I, I had only sung in front of her. I'd never sang in front of my family. I'd oh, never wow. sung. Yeah, I was very shy. And so she's like, are you sure? Like this is going to be friends and family. This is going to be all your principals or your teachers. Like, and I was like, yeah, I want to do it. And so she's like, okay, well tryouts are this, make sure you have your, it's so weird. CD, like, so, I mean, like they exist, but just like her being like, bring your CD with the track and then we'll play it. And then you can sing. <laughs> um, so I had my, we went to this little local store and we got the CD and it was, if we were a movie, I think, or Life of the Party, some Hannah Montana song. Mm-hmm. And we brought the CD and my mom had heard me practice, but every time she would kind of like peek, cause she's like, okay, I'm gonna see if I can listen. I would like see her and I would stop like immediately. I was like, uh, uh no, mm-mm, mm-mm. And so she didn't hear me until the night of the performance. Wow. Um, she must've been yeah. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> is she gonna come out here like what's gonna happen oh she's like is she gonna like just bomb this and i'm gonna have to be like a parent and be like yay great (laughs) let's see if we can do something else next time (laughs) like try to hear the but there's actually a video on youtube on my old youtube channel or something where she's filming and she is just legitimately shaking so like hard like just oh, wow. and she's talking to my grandma in Spanish and just saying how she's nervous and she's like I don't know how she's gonna do like I've heard her practice but I'm just I'm so like nervous right now and I start singing and that's when she stabilizes the camera and then I hear her go oh my god oh my god she's good <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> she's good <laughs> Uh, and then I do the little song and then I finish and there's like an intermission because it wasn't like I think like a two hour talent show, which is wow. so crazy. For elementary yeah. school kids, that's that's a bit much. I think it was seven <laughs> to nine. Oh man. <laughs> was, I know. I think when you're a parent, you have to do so much. And I'm just like, thanks mom for coming to the performance. <laughs> that was like two hours long. Yeah, I have two kids and but they are pretty good about well the the stuff like if my one of my sons is in, in choir and like they're pretty it's like an hour. They'll do like two showings and they only let certain people into one or like parents into one and vice versa or whatever. But 2 hours that's that's a that's a serious talent show. A little hefty. Yeah. Um, and uh after I finished Miss Whaley was like of course like I'm so happy like you did so great and then it was funny all the kids they had their little like pamphlets and they all came up to me and started having me like sign it with my sharpie oh wow and they were like 
Yeah, and they're like, you're going to be famous. Like, you're so good. And I'm like, I just want people to listen to my music. Like, I don't really care if I'm famous or, like, like I don't care about that. I just want people to be like, hey, I like your music. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, music has just always been that for me. Like, I it's really been a place where I feel home and I want that for my music. So I was saying that at like seven in wow. a little bit, probably less words, mm -hmm. um, and a little bit less like insightful, but that definitely was from the get go, like how I wanted my music to be. I wonder if anyone has that still, the pamphlet sign. So crazy. That would be so cool. Just, that would be, it just I, like lands back in your lap somehow. Yes, just to look at my little, I don't honestly, it's probably a horrible signature. It's probably, just, <laughs> I still, I'm still working on my signature because I'm left-handed. So I, uh, I know back then it was probably just like, just like, and I'm like, heart. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's funny. So, so you did that obviously, and uh, your mom finds out that you're actually very good at singing. And then she like put you in voice lessons and yeah, I okay. started doing voice lessons. Um, I got in the choir. We had a choir at our school in elementary, mm -hmm. so you could join when you were in fifth grade. Um, mm -hmm. I was doing like little vocal lessons with Miss Whaley, and then I did the choir and I auditioned for. There was a program called Oak, and they it's like a choir program, and basically a certain amount of kids audition, and then you were able to do a big choir in Washington if you were selected okay. and I was selected which I was so excited and wow yeah I was really and that's in fifth grade fifth grade you got this yeah opportunity? and it was really cool because I was like um I was like oh my god I get to go to Washington like I get to go for my singing like wow yeah that's big <laughs> it was really really exciting and I went with my grandma my mom and funny enough the hotel that we were staying at they had my mom told me later on there was these two little girls and they were dressed up really nice. And my mom was like, Oh, like you guys look so nice. And the mom was saying that they were actually going to the white house to go hang out with Malia Obama and hang out with the, the children wow. of the white house. Yeah. That's, that crazy? that's crazy. <laughs> just their friends like hanging yeah, out in the same hotel as you. Um, friends that they invited. I think it was Malia's, either birthday or she had something coming up and they had just been adjusting to being in the white house. And this was like wow. 2008, 2009, I think. Probably um, when he, right. When he won. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, and so they were like trying to make them feel more comfortable. And so uh, Michelle invited these girls that they had been friends with and told them to come and stay and have a sleepover. And <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine having a sleepover at the white house. That's crazy. I think be the ultimate like playground and just they had told they had uh the mom who was these girls daughters uh, to my mom mm -hmm. told my mom that they had put up this like playhouse for them and they were gonna do a tea party and uh maybe like an american girl doll thing like pretty much wow. anything wanted at that age they were gonna be able to do so i was when my mom told me later on i was like wow american girl doll like oh my god <laughs> That's cool. That is really cool. Well, how did yeah. that performance go then in DC? Where did you get to sing at? Really, I, mean, I can't. It was a like some Carnegie Hall. It was it was incredible. It was so beautiful, um, and it was kids from all over the U.S. So I got to meet people from everywhere, which was so cool. And I think there was a hundred kids that were 
or 200. It was a pretty large amount of people mm-hmm. um, coming from a choir back home that had like 30 people. It was mm-hmm. definitely completely different, but I learned how to like kind of mold my voice and find my sound. And so that's when I kind of started like realizing, okay, there's certain ways I can sing things. There's certain ways I can pronunciate things. Um, and it was so interesting just meeting people from all over, but it went great. I was very mm-hmm. nervous because again, I was still trying to find my confidence as a performer. And even if it is 200 people, you're still like, oh my God, they're looking at me. And I was right. the this person. So they put me in the front, like the very, very front. Cause they're like, you're so little, like you want to make sure everyone can see you. And see and you. Like, right. Um, no, it's okay. Like I'll stand in the back. Like <laughs> Billy can cover me completely. Yeah, I'll yeah. stand behind the tallest kid. Yeah. I, I'm completely okay with that. And they're like, no, like your mom and your grandma have come to see you. And I was like, they'll understand. Like they will be like, (laughs) it's okay. Like we get it. Um, So then after I came back, I started taking vocal lessons with Miss Whaley. Um, I started taking piano, um, literally anything and everything I could sign up for. If it was like local uh, talent show or I pretty much did. I was like, I want to do everything I can to further my career and work on my music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from the, I mean, that was in fifth grade. So you, you had yeah. some time to, to really hone your craft. So do you start, like once you get to middle school, high school, are you writing music at this point? Are you in a band or like, how do you, yeah. it, you know, kind of continue forward? I think I started writing music. I mean, I had, I had written, I don't like to say I had started writing when I was younger because it was very like, I like pie. Pie's yeah. good. Like, like juvenile very, stuff. Yeah. Very, yes. Obviously. Like, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you weren't writing super deep uh, lyrics. Or maybe you were, I don't know, in sixth grade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I started writing probably when I was like 12 or 13. So that was when I was in middle school. Um, I did kind of get bullied because I really wasn't the type of kid who was like very like popular. I kind of like to say to myself, and I loved music so much. So I was like a bookworm when it came to music. Like, okay, you guys are going to go to do this. Okay, I'm going to go write a song. Or like, <laughs> like that's cool, but I'm going to go do my music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely started writing and that really helped me when I was struggling. Um, and then I started doing gigs. I started working with uh, a couple music companies out here and they helped me gig and uh, wow. doing gigs here and there. And every weekend I would pretty much be gigging or doing some vocal lessons or doing some performance lessons or, and I also was taking acting lessons at the time. So I was doing acting and singing and then doing like dance performance in between. Okay. Were you doing cover? Like when you were getting these gigs, were you doing cover songs or were you performing your own music at this point? I was doing mainly covers at that point. So I recently started doing more my original since I have my music out and I felt mm-hmm. finally found my sound. I just was like, I'm not ready to like put my music out. I would get these songs recorded and they felt good, but I just knew that that wasn't the sound that I was ready for someone to be like, Hey, this is Gabriella's sound. I was like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. I don't know about that one yet. Okay. Um, so so when did probably- you start doing that though? Like, were you in high school at this point when you're um, actually going to the studio and writing and recording songs? Yeah, was- okay. 13, 14, around when wow. I started doing Okay. Yeah. So there's Do you a- have those recordings somewhere? 
Probably somewhere <laughs> in like my voice memos or like somewhere okay. I've saved them like privately. But there is a song that I have, um, but I, it's not like the worst song. It's called Magician. And I still like, I think those songs are always going to like hold a place in your heart where you're like, okay, like this is something that was special at the time. Maybe not don't want the world to ever hear it, but it's <laughs> still meaningful to me. Okay. That's the only one that you, you, you'd keep around maybe, yeah. but you wouldn't show to anyone. Oh my gosh. I have one song that I literally would die if it leaked. <laughs> I don't know how it would, but it's called, um, what is it called? Uh, I'm not your princess. I think there's a video of me performing it on YouTube somewhere. Uh, now everyone's like looking it up. Like, yeah, I was gonna say. Now, I know what I'm doing after this interview. Oh, though, right? yeah, I, like, <laughs> I ruined my life by saying it, but yeah, it's basically I can rap, not very good, um, but I can get like I can get, I can get it. Uh, get the cadence okay. down. Yeah, and so when you tell sometimes people that you're working with, like, hey, I can do this, they decide like, oh, that's the lane we're gonna push her in. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to be a rapper and they changed my name to this Lucille Stella, which is my middle name. And I hated it. During the time that they were doing this, I was like, are you guys kidding me? No, I'm not going to be a rapper. Like, this is awful. So this whole. <laughs> it was definitely like, like a niche lane to go, I guess. Yeah, I was like, guys. Old girl rapper. <laughs> I- Steal Stella, like, no. <laughs> oh, oh my God. And the lyrics were like, which is funny because I ended up writing a song called Baby Girl, which was kind of like Seven Rings type of vibe. So still mm-hmm. kind of like rappy, but not really. Um, basically, same premise, like, you know, I'm not your princess. Like, I can take care of myself. And then I write Baby Girl that's like empowering the women and same kind of, same concept. Right. So that's what I thought was funny. But yeah, definitely the lyrics are, mm, they were, I was co-writing with someone and I basically got like a small record deal with this person and they kind of were pushing me towards, like I said, being a rapper. So when I was co-writing with them, they were like, oh, here, here's this line. I'm like, no, this is so bad. <laughs> like, no. That's funny. So the, didn't that, that just never ended up getting yeah. out after the, the label oh, okay. even it, with this person did you kind of just part ways with them kind of parted ways it just okay. it didn't work out um you know it was a cool experience because i think that was the first original time that i had like worked with someone co-writing mm-hmm. um and it's really different when you're of course writing by yourself and working on your lyrics and then co-writing with someone who's like hey i have this idea i love both um mm-hmm. but i personally write all my songs by myself there are times where it's like, hey, I have this melody with the like who, who I'm working with the producer and they're like, hey, I have this melody, try it. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then I use that for my lyrics. But um, yeah, that co-writing experience was a little difficult because like I said, he was just like, here's a line. And I'm like, oh, this is cringy. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, please. Wow. Well, ba- but you said you talked about Baby Girl and that was the first song that you released, wasn't it? It was, and it was very exciting because I had just turned 21 and my whole idea was I want my first song to be fun and I also wanted it to be about, you know, I'm all about empowering women and I think it's important, especially in this industry, um, Mm -hmm. there being such a small percentage of us and also songwriters as well. It's so important to support each other and be there for each other. 
And that's how I kind of wrote this song. And I, I had heard Seven Rings and I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. I want to kind of do like a vibe like that. And so, mm-hmm. baby girl, I was born, literally. <laughs> and what, like, what was it like releasing a song for the first time? I mean, putting it out on like DSPs and then you have the song and you, you now you're Gabriella Stella and, yeah. you know, like, what was that like? It was very scary. I think, you know, releasing your first song, it's kind of, you feel very vulnerable. You almost feel mm-hmm. like you're naked in a, in a weird way. Like you're like exposing your journal, like everything is out on the table and you're just like, here, have me, tell me if you hate me or not. And you're just like waiting, just like, okay. But I released it, like I said, on my 21st birthday, cause I knew that that would help me like have fun. I was with my friends. So they were excited. They were playing it like everywhere. They had like a little speaker and like walking around at bars. Like this is our oh, friend. That's funny. <laughs> this, is our, this is our 21st. Um, that's cool. So it definitely was an experience that it was a happy one. Cause I got to be with my friends and family and ex- like experience that release with them. So that was, that was definitely awesome for sure. Well, you, you're at a bar and you're playing your song. I noticed that it came out in 2020. So I'm assuming they came out before yeah. March. Yes. So (laughs) it it was crazy. I mean, obviously releasing music in a pandemic has completely changed the game in just general. Mm -hmm. Um, I've released Paranoid. I've released Dirty Laundry. I've released Bad Love, all three in a pandemic. Um, Baby Girl was the beginning almost of the pandemic. Um, Everything shut down in Texas that March. Right. My birthday was February 6th. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, But I remember I had, it's not like it wasn't existing. Um, Mm. Obviously, I'd seen articles, I'd seen a couple people, and it definitely was in like my thoughts, like, oh my God, that is like really scary. Like, but it happened so quickly. Like, literally, like I said, in that March, everything shut down. And Mm. I had just been filming the Bad Love music video. So we had started that Friday. That Monday, I can't remember exactly what date, but that Monday, like everything shut down. Texas closed bars, Texas closed yeah. schools, like everything. Did you finish the video? I'm just no, curious. we ended oh, up taking wow. a break until like uh, June or July of that year. Okay, was that so, hard to pick up? Like, or did you just weird. start from scratch? It was weird, but we ended up making it work because there was two different scenes that I wanted anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, one was a little bit darker with the flashing lights and the strobes. And then one was like a little bit more free in a field running around. It still was weird, of course, because, uh, you know, everyone wore masks when we were not filming and we were very careful. Um, but it's just, it still was so weird. It was like, we were almost like scared to see each other. Like, you know, and that's when, you know, it's like, Oh, Oh, Hey, Oh, Oh, oh Hey, Hey, right, how right. are you? <laughs> You're just like terrified for someone to like come up to you. Breathe um, on you and there was Yes. And there were scenes where, you know, the person in the video had to kind of be close to me and I was just, you know, I have an immune, I'm immune compromised. So I was like, Hey, oh. you know, I just, I, I'm really hoping like you've been safe. And it's like, yeah, honestly, I've been terrified. My girlfriend's immune compromised. So we've been really careful. That's good. Um, and luckily no one got sick. Everyone was careful. Um, but yeah, it, it's completely different releasing music in a pandemic versus obviously <laughs> more. <laughs> right, 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 right. 
<clears throat> excuse me um so yes yeah, so you have a few songs out then what for about four four uh, and the most recent one's paranoid tell me about that song so paranoid is definitely different for me during the pandemic i think you're able to slow down and kind of focus more on these like releases which is kind of cool because i think i found a lot of like underground artists that i really love mm -hmm. uh, like there's so many like sadie jean i don't know if you've heard about her uh she did a song and it kind of went viral on tiktok and you're just finding these like underground artists which i love you know these independent artists and yeah tiktok has really been done so much for for independent artists and people that have you know never really released much music it just mm -hmm. takes one video or one sound bite that just goes and skyrockets oh, no. you it's crazy because i think it has changed the music industry in such an amazing way because I think it gives everyone a free chance to make it happen for themselves. And it I does. Growing up, when I was doing, you know, EPKs, which no one really does anymore, uh, you do EPKs and get this little bio and flip it and CD and send it all these record mm -hmm. labels. Now it's like, hey, I'm going to put a song on TikTok, see if people like it. And then it's like, oh, I'm number three on Spotify right now. It's right. like, that's so amazing. Cause it's a focus um, group of people like right at your fingertips. Right. And uh, from, wow. and essentially no one, which is funny. You heard somebody talking about this where you basically the followers that you have on TikTok are main, like more so like clout because yeah. nine out of 10 people aren't even looking at their like following tablet. They're just looking at the stuff on the for you page. So anybody has real a, an opportunity, right? So if your thing, your your song lands in the for you page, and then enough people are liking it and interact and engaging with it, then it just goes up and up and up and up and up in people's in the algorithm. And you don't have to have any followers, and if just ha yeah. you could just have to have good content. No, and it's so true because honestly, thinking about it, I'm like, wow, I actually really don't look at the following people. I mean, sometimes no. I do following, but most of the time I'm on my for you page because it's like cute pictures of dogs or like new whatever. singer. Yeah. Whatever you're interested in. Right. They kind of curate their, your, their own, your own little playlist for you of people. Maybe you follow, or you don't follow. Exactly. And so, like I said, I was finding all these underground artists and uh, there was a couple artists that were doing like, there's this new era, which I really love. Uh, like punk pop has become so prevalent in the music industry. Yeah. That's and what I listened to growing up as a kid, which is funny to see it kind of like, Yes. coming coming back <laughs> and i mean I, it was funny it was never really my thing but i loved like avril lavigne i think her her writing her style i always looked up to her and it was uh -huh. funny people were like oh like who do you listen to i'd be like sarah Bareilles, um ingrid michelson and uh avril lavigne and they're like <laughs> oh, okay that's definitely an array mm -hmm. um and so i started listening to mgk's album which i loved I started listening to um, Nessa Barrett, Jaden, anything with Travis Barker. He's incredible. Um, yeah, he's and, really pulled those. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's uh, amazing, obviously, but he re like ignited that whole pop punk scene oh, just by grabbing those that people. fire where it's like any. I mean, uh, MGK released a song recently with Willow called Emo, Emo Girl mm -hmm. or Emo yeah. Girl. Yeah. And oh my God, it's so good. It's so catchy. And I, they just have found that sound for him. Cause I mean, he was a rapper, which is he so He was a crazy. rapper, yeah. Completely it's, different. Like, it blows my mind. He, my family's from Cleveland. He's from Cleveland. 
And we yeah. went to a football game. This is years ago. Um, and he played the halftime show and like no one cared. No one was there. I mean, like everyone's leaving, getting drinks or doing whatever when he's playing. And I knew who he was. I didn't, I wasn't even like a real fan of his. I just knew who he was. My uncle's like, oh, do you know Machine Gun Kelly? I said, I know who he is. Like I know that what style and genre he does, but I'm not like a fan. And then he does this one pop record or pop punk record and then he just like skyrockets and that's what he should have been doing from the beginning. But. Oh, oh, <laughs> like I think of him on like uh catfish, which I love that episode. I think he was so funny on that episode. Um, but oh, yeah. he was on catfish, wasn't he? Yes. Um, I love that show. That show's so good. So good. That's I, that's how I discovered him in the first place is he was on that show. I had never heard of him, honestly. And then he was on that show and I started looking into his music and I've kind of like followed his career since then. Mm-hmm. And that was when he was still a rapper when he was on yeah, that he was show. Because I think he wore his grill in that episode. <laughs> Probably. Uh, which is so crazy to think about how he's completely 180'd it. So like I said, I was listening to this type of music. And I had reached out to a producer and I was like, I really want to do a punk pop song more on the pop side because it obviously has to still fit my narrative and the sound that I'm kind of looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm like, I want to write it about like mental health. And he was like, I think that would be really sick. And so he sent me this one track. It had, it was a little bit too punk, which is so funny. Uh, Like, it's just, I'm like, it's a little too punk for the pop princess and he's like oh sorry like i just got so excited i was like you're fine he sent it back and i was like okay i think this is perfect so i started writing to it and at the time i mean i struggle with anxiety and so i was kind of like dealing with that and so i was thinking about things that people have said like when i'm anxious and so you know you're paranoid uh you're looking over your shoulder like why are you like why like thinking about when you're a little kid when you're like looking under the bed like oh my god is there a monster like that type of thing so i just kind of really dove deep into that and then paranoid was born very cool very cool i like the song a lot and like i said i've heard heard, listen to the four that you have out and they're awesome and you're playing a show i saw coming up as well right dallas show tonight Uh, oh it's tonight yes i'm so excited it's a a thing called So Far Sounds. Um, mm-hmm. These little intimate gigs that are in like Dallas, Nashville, Los Angeles, uh, New York, like anywhere. And basically, you get this little link. You can buy tickets, and they'll send you the address like 36 hours before. And oh wow! Yeah, and you get to bring chairs. You get to bring your own alcohol, little snacks. Like it's very intimate, and people really pay attention. It's. Mm-hmm really one of my favorite gigs that I get to perform because it's like I said, it's very intimate. Everyone seems to enjoy the music and just let themselves go. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's just such a great environment. So I I love these type of gigs. They're, they're my favorite. Do you know in advance where you're going to be or, or just in the fans just don't know artists. They tell them like, Hey, you know, you're going to perform behind a dumpster, like on this street. No, Uh, but Yeah. yeah. Well, especially because we were talking earlier about how, you know, you could go downtown and take you an hour. So it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to no, really prepare. So this is actually like, I think, 10 to 15 minutes away from me. So I've never really had to get close like this to me. It's usually always in Dallas, like you said, 45 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour away. And I'm like finishing my makeup in the car, like putting on my lashes. I'm like, okay, 
I thought I had enough time. Definitely right. don't. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, it's just, it's so fun to have music out and people enjoying it. So I really appreciate you saying that you like my music. Uh, of course. Yeah. I think you're doing awesome. And I appreciate you doing this interview. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You have a great day. I have one more question for you before you bail, if that's cool. Uh, (laughs) I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. I think my main advice would be don't let the no's affect you as much as I let it affect me. Because it takes one yes. It takes one yes for someone to be like, you know what, I'll give you a chance. Because I think it does get discouraging when you keep getting no's. You know, I've tried out for American Idol multiple times. I've tried out for The Voice. And, you know, it's hard when someone's like, no. Like, and it could be simple to your looks or the sound or the vibes that you're just giving off. Mm-hmm. And I think it is hard to not take it personally. And so my mom has come up with this phrase, like, it takes one yes. Um, and so it's always been in my head. Like it takes one. Yes. And I think about like, you know, last year I was featured in Rolling Stone India, which was so exciting to me and literally like was incredible for emerging artists. And I thought about like, okay, what if I hadn't like taken that chance of like, Hey, here's my music or Hey, here's this, you know, I think you just have to get out of your head and it does still learning. There's still, of course, there's times where I'm like, oh my God, I wanted that so bad. Da, 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 da. And then I get an email and it's like, hey, you want to do this interview? And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to just not be hard on yourself and realize, you know, everything happens for a reason and that everyone's journey looks a little bit different. <laughs>